0: This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber's your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com slash jobber to receive 20% off your first six months. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host. Julio Tomei, welcome Lawn Care Nation to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host Julio Tomei and this is episode number 218 entitled the Echo 20 for 2020 event. Well hello everybody and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course for those questions and comments and feedback that you guys uh, send through each and every week. I really do uh, appreciate that. And uh hopefully you guys are in full swing in this uh, fall season uh, for you guys here in North America um with the leaves starting to fall I've noticed them uh, all around my neighborhood and uh the houses uh and properties uh, that I maintain So hopefully you guys are ready for that. Uh, Have your uh, bodies in shape because uh, inevitably this is uh, one of the uh, toughest, uh, you know, parts of the season. If you are a lawn care uh, maintenance, uh, you know, professional, Uh, specifically if you are, uh, you know, a single owner operator and stuff, if you're doing these jobs alone, um, you know, and you're cleaning up all those leaves, they can be uh, quite uh, demanding on your body to be, uh, you know, raking leaves and, uh, you know, putting them into piles and, uh, hauling them away and putting tarps of heavy leaves over your shoulders to put in your trailer and stuff like that. Uh, I've, uh, you know, been doing it, uh, for the past, uh, 13 seasons, uh, and this will be my 14th season doing leaf cleanup. So, uh, you know, I know all too well, um, the amount of uh, effort, uh, this last push, uh, of the season can take. So, um this uh past uh, weekend here, uh for those of you guys that follow me on Instagram and watch my uh, YouTube videos, uh you would have known that uh, I was invited to uh Chicago, uh, Illinois again to uh Echo's headquarters uh for their very first media preview event um in um you know, just before the GIE Expo, they wanted to release uh, their uh, new products that they will be unveiling there uh, to the public um, at GIE. And uh, so uh, I had, uh, you know, the pleasure of uh, going to Chicago and we got to actually go to uh, downtown Chicago this time for the initial unveiling. Um, so uh, this episode, we'll get into all of that and all of the new uh, products uh, that they released. Uh, but before I do, uh, it's time for this week's Jobber Minute. So for this week, uh, I wanted to ask Murray, uh, so how do I know uh, my crew is where they're supposed to be? Uh, we've all heard stories of people's crews hanging out at a coffee shop or clocking a mile away from the job. This is a question we're actually asked a lot, Julio. And it's not because people don't trust their staff. It can be because clients are questioning whether the crew was on site when they said they were. Now with jobbers GPS way points feature, it gives you a record of where your crew has been down to the minute. The way it works is as soon as they click the job complete button, it logs their exact location in that moment. So whether you need to check on an employee or a client is calling and asking what's going on, you can easily pull up that exact information and get that peace of mind, both for yourself, for your client and for your employees. Wow, Murray, not only does that GPS waypoints feature sound like a great way to keep track of your cruise, but even as a single owner operator, there's been times in the past where customers have disputed whether or not I was at their property and did the mow. And it would be just a fantastic feature to have a documented uh, record of where I was on the date and time with that GPS location to resolve those disputes immediately. So hey, Lawn Care Nation, if you want to find Find out more about Jobber and uh, see what Jobber can do for you and your lawn care company. Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Jobber. Start a free trial and get 20% off your first six months. So I'm just going to play the podcast announcements and then uh, we'll get back into this week's episode in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at LawnCareBusinessSuccess. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel anytime. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you, so why not give it a try? Head on over to LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com forward slash Audible. Okay, so uh, before the break, I was talking about the Echo 20 for 2020 uh, media preview event. And like I said, uh, Echo wanted to uh, preview uh, all of the new products that they were going to be bringing out for 2020, uh, just before uh, sort of the public uh, release uh, at the GIE Expo, where you uh, will be able to, or everybody will be able to uh, get their hands on and see uh, these new products. So it was a really cool event like I said I got to go to uh, Chicago again Uh, normally uh, for the UAG events and stuff like that we go straight to uh, Lake Zurich um, once uh, arriving at uh, O'Hare Airport Uh, but this time we got to go uh, to downtown Chicago uh, for the uh, first day and uh, I have to say, I found uh, downtown Chicago to be uh, a really beautiful city. I really enjoyed, uh, you know, the one day uh, that I got to spend there. I got to walk around uh, the downtown core. The weather was great. Um, you know, I really loved uh, seeing sort of that Chicago River going in between all these high rises and stuff. It just was uh, very picturesque. Uh, I loved all the architecture there. It was a mix of uh, some very modern. Modern looking buildings, you know, the classic, you know, all glass sort of towers um, with a bunch of really cool old architecture um, in some uh, really old buildings that you know have been there a long time. I recently really also enjoyed and all of the little bridges uh, that went across uh, the Chicago River, all of the old uh, iron work in those build, uh, those bridges, uh, just really you know heavy gauge I beams and the massive rivets and stuff, uh, you know from bridges that were built in the twenties and thirties. I uh, just really uh, thought that was uh, just uh, really cool uh, mix there, having such uh, old architecture mixed uh, with uh, that new architecture like I said, got to walk around uh, sort of the downtown core of Chicago there uh, and uh, really enjoyed uh, this city. Uh, But the uh, media event took place uh, at the legendary House of Blues. So that was another uh, cool uh, feature of this particular trip was getting to go uh, to the House of Blues and Echo went all out uh, for everyone there. There was some uh, UAG members uh, there to, um, you know, get a preview view of uh, the equipment. There was um, <clears throat> editors from all of the uh, landscape uh, and lawn care magazines there. Uh, and just a you know wide variety of uh, people there for the event. Uh, it was an absolutely uh, jam-packed uh, event uh, full of people uh, and they had full you know buffet dinner and everything for us, uh, an open bar. And, uh, then, uh, the moment of truth came and, uh, they showed a preview, uh, video, um, sort of a teaser video of the thing. And, uh, to, uh, you know, our amazement, they said, Hey, all of the new products are to your left in the next room. Uh, so have a, you know, walk over there and feel free to check them all out. So we got to actually see, uh, the, all of the, uh, new equipment there right inside the house of blues. Uh, so that was a nice uh, little treat. I was, um, you know, really uh, just expecting that, uh, you know, the equipment would be on the second day at the Echo headquarters. So it was nice to to have them there and be able to, uh, you know, get uh, people's reactions and stuff to uh, the equipment. Now, with that being said, uh, through the whole, um, you know, sort of event there, I did have my uh, DSLR camera with me. Uh, so I was, uh, you know, filming uh, little blitz and clips uh, to put together, and I actually put together a video already and I put it up on uh, uh, YouTube, on my YouTube channel of course. I actually did two videos already. Um Because uh, one of the products Echo had uh, already sent me uh, the month before, and I've had a chance uh, to have it uh, for two or three weeks now and use it. But we'll talk about that uh, as we get uh, through the sort of product list here. But I've got a video, uh, sort of um, first look and first use uh, of that particular product on my YouTube channel as well. Uh, It was the uh, second last video that I put up, uh, and then uh, the latest video I put up was. Of the actual whole twenty four twenty event, um, but like I said, um, I got to uh, you know see all the new products, but I also um, you know went around and uh, just found uh, UAG members. Uh, that uh, were free at the moment, uh, you know, maybe ending their conversations with other people. And uh, I took uh, the opportunity to uh, snag them and uh, basically ask them uh, what their uh, favorite product, uh, favorite new product that Echo was launching at this event was. Uh, so that was a, a neat little uh, insight. Uh, I think I interviewed, um, you know, a quick little interview with 10 uh, different UAG members and uh i uh, put them all together uh in uh, the particular video and uh that's up and available for you guys to watch if you're interested you can head on over to lawn care business success uh to uh that uh, youtube channel and uh you'll see uh the echo uh, 24 uh 2020 event and uag reactions video uh so that's a, a neat video i'd implore you guys to go uh, check that out and see uh, what the other uag members uh picked as uh, sort of their Standout sort of new product uh, from Echo. Uh, But uh, going down the line um, of the new products that they had out there, um, the very uh, first things when I walked into the room was a set of new blowers. Uh, But these were a bit familiar, these blowers. Except that uh, instead of being orange and black, they were red and black. Uh, so if you're uh, guessing right, um, it uh, was uh, a couple of new Shindawa blowers. So uh, for those of you uh, that may not know, um, Echo and Shindawa um, are both uh, kind of the same company. Basically, all of the Shindawa equipment uh, that you purchase is made in the Echo facility, in the Echo factory. And that is because, I guess originally they were separate companies, um, but, um, you know, through uh, mergers and things like that, uh, the parent company uh, uh, that um, owns both of Echo and Shindawa is the same, uh, and that's called the Yamabiko Corporation in Japan, and uh, all of Echo's and Shindawa's uh, engines are actually made in Japan. The rest of the units, uh, the, uh, you know, the housings, all the plastics, all that sort of stuff is all made, uh, um, right here, uh, in the USA. I say right here. I'm in Canada, but, uh, in North America, right there in Chicago, uh, in Lake Zurich at their, uh, Echo head office, their factory facility there. Um, I've been on the tour a couple of times. I've seen all of the, uh, you know, injection mold plastics machines making all the handles and all of the, you know cover pieces and all that sort of stuff uh, and seeing uh, all of the employees and workers in sort of the factory line uh, assembling all of the uh, runs of uh, different machines that they do uh, and uh, seeing all of that so uh, very uh, very cool. Uh, but anyways those uh, Shindawa uh, uh, blowers the two new Shindawa blowers are basically a PB770 um version um for the Shindawa so basically it's a Echo PB770 but uh dressed in red and black with the Shindawa logos on it and then uh the new uh Echo 8010 that uh, debuted last year uh, during a GIE uh, which is currently uh sort of the king of blowers it is the absolute most powerful blower on the market uh today uh, available today so they've made another version of it uh, rebranded as uh, Shindawa for you Shindawa fans out there uh, so you can now get an 8010 uh in uh, Shindawa branding and uh they've also redesigned the 8010 in both the uh Echo and Shindawa versions so they actually did some new improvements to the actual blower tube itself. There was, I guess, some uh, complaints from people with the blower tubes kinking uh, when they're put on racks and stuff like that. Um, So they've redesigned that to prevent uh, the kinking and both the new Shindawa version and all new Echo versions uh, all uh, benefit from the new, uh, newly redesigned Um, blower tube as well as the fan housing uh, has some more uh, protection there um, for um, leaves uh, from getting sucked in because the blower is so powerful Uh, so they put uh, just some more grids and stuff on it to uh, help um, you know keep uh, leaves and stuff from being sucked into uh, the fan housing on that uh, just massive blower and both of course the Shindawa and the Echo both benefit uh, from those uh, improvements so that's pretty exciting. Uh, next on the list was that they were releasing uh, five brand new hedge trimmers. Uh, so one of them uh, is like a pole uh, saw type hedge trimmer. Uh, and it's a new smaller 42 inch length, uh, which, uh, you know, apparently uh, there is um, a lot of requests for. A lot of other brands have a 42 inch, so it's a bit smaller easier to maneuver uh you know when sculpting um shrubs and stuff so they have that new um version coming out as well they also released two new uh dual sided uh hedge trimmers as well as two new single sided hedge trimmers with the the debris um removal or collection scoop on the sides um so those are those hedge trimmers that you see uh, that have uh, sort of the cutting edge on one side only, and then they have sort of this big plastic fin on them. Um, they work really, really great uh, for um, things like boxwoods and stuff like that when you're trimming the tops off, um, you know, with a traditional hedge trimmer, like a dual sided hedge trimmer. Um, Of course, they cut uh, the same, uh, but the the difference is when you're using a dual-sided hedge trimmer, all that small debris falls into the hedge itself. uh, And then, you know, a day or two later, a week later, you come back and you see all of the uh, brown bits of all that, uh, those those clippings and cuttings all stuck in the hedge uh, there at the top uh, particularly, particularly, with that small leafy stuff. Uh, so when using one of these single sided head trimmers with a scoop, as you're trimming all of that debris, uh, goes up into that scoop and then you just sort of, uh, you know, scoop it off and uh, drop it to the ground. Uh, so it keeps it all off the top. So Your hedges stay nice and green and healthy looking, uh, instead of having all this sort of dead leaves and bits, uh, all, uh, scattered, uh, among the, uh, the, the hedge that you're trimming uh, it doesn't work as great for sort of woody hedges of course uh, with those uh, and it's not really meant for those uh, with those you just use a dual sided uh, but those are usually pretty open and stuff falls through and falls to the ground but this is for the really dense sort of small leaved like uh, boxwoods for example like I said uh, it works fantastic for those so five new hedge trimmers uh, in their lineup Uh, next in line was, uh, two new, uh, broadcast spreaders. So the first one is, uh, the, uh, product that I was alluding to in the beginning there that I talked about having a YouTube video out, uh, already for, and it's a product that uh, they uh, sent to me, uh, last uh, month and I've got to, uh, unbox it and use it already. I've used it on a bunch of my client lawns and that is the new rb60 uh, broadcast spreader so it's a um, 60 pound capacity broadcast spreader um, it uh, has uh, your dial on the bottom for um, you know adjusting uh, how much uh, or how wide you want the opening uh, to open but then it's got a spring levered uh, handle on it so you basically pull the handle and that opens um the, sh- the sort of uh material chute uh, to let um the uh material come out but uh you know if a customer comes to talk to you um or uh you know you have to itch your nose or your phone rings or something like that as soon as you let go of the handle the chute closes so unlike a traditional um commercial type spreader uh, that has the lever and the adjustment all in one handle as far as you know the wider you push it the the more it opens if something happens or um you know i've had times where uh, i might be rolling a fertilizer spreader and the wheel hits like a rut or a hole and it kind of gets stuck and jammed in one spot um with uh, you know those it's you know you you stop them. they're gravity fed so your fertilizer is still pouring out of the hole uh and you have to be really quick or if a customer comes stuck you have to be really quick to pull that handle back to close it where uh, this new one because it's spring uh Um, you know, controlled, as soon as you let go of the handle, it instantly shuts off. So there's no uh, worry for that. The other nice thing is that it has a a deflector on one side. So Um and it's foot operated. I learned this uh uh while at the event. Um actually in my video you'll see me um talking about this fertilizer spreader on my uh the actual fertilizer spreader uh video that I did for the RB60. Uh and I'm bending down and using my hand to open and close it. But they actually made it so that you can just reach with your foot and flip it down and flip it up, and they said they wanted to do that so that you're not putting your hands, you know, where you might have uh uh you know weed control products and different fertilizers and stuff and and having to touch that. Uh, so they did it so that it, you can use it foot operated. So I thought that was pretty cool. And actually I was laughing with the, the uh, representative there, the product manager, cause I was like laughing saying, I've just put out a video actually on this unit and I'm there, you know, showing people how to use your hands to you know open and close, uh, or, you know, adjust that, uh, lever there. But, um, that was, uh, you know, the first, uh, product there that they released. Um, and then also, uh, the second fertilizer spreader that they put out was the RB 100 W. Uh, so this is, and it has a big, a snowflake picture on the front. So this one is specifically designed for salt applications. Um, although I guess you could use it for fertilizer as well, but it really is designed for, uh, you know, guys that are going to be doing, uh, you know, de-icing, salting and stuff like that for the winter. So this, uh, bad boy is, uh, it's got a grid on top, uh, like a lid almost in two parts. So if you're pouring salt, uh, it'll break up those clumps as the salt is going into the spreader. It's got a larger agitator uh, to break up the clumps. Um, the actual chute um, hole uh, is stainless steel. And it was massive. So it was there to prevent, you know, clumps and salt. You can, you can imagine sometimes when salt kind of gets wet and things like that, it can sort of clump together and then it blocks the shoot hole. So this one had a really large shoot hole to help prevent that. Uh, it had a stainless steel frame to prevent corrosion. Cause of course working with salt, uh, is gonna, you know, be an issue if you're not uh, working with stainless steel. It had a fully non-serviceable, um, uh gearbox it was fully greased you don't have to worry about it. it has a synthetic grease in it uh and uh should uh go for many many years uh but the other nice standout feature of this particular unit was that it had three deflectors so the rb60 had one deflector on one side to basically prevent um you know fertilizer or grass seed and stuff from going into garden beds and stuff if you're you know going along a lawn uh and then you can open it up when you're doing wide open lawn with the RB100, it had three of these deflectors. So one on each side and one in the front. Uh, so this is basically because you're working with salt. So if you're doing you know, one of your clients, uh, sidewalks going up to their, say their front door and they got lawn on either side. You don't want that salt flying all over and landing on the lawn. And of course, burning the lawn, uh, and killing off the lawn and all that sort of stuff. Um, so you can actually drop all three of those, uh, deflectors down. And what that's going to do is as you're pushing along the sidewalk, it's going to drop the salt directly down, uh, onto the sidewalk itself. And it's not going to spray it out. Uh, and then of course you can, you know, do in any sort of configuration. So if you are say doing a driveway or a parking lot or something like that, say a small parking lot or something like that, um, you can, uh, you know, Have it, uh, the deflectors all up for the center, like wide open area. But as you're going, say, along a, um, you know, turf area or something like that, and you're, you know, doing sort of the edge of the parking lot or something like that, you can have just the one edge guard down so that you're not shooting, uh, the salt sideways onto those landscaped uh, areas or onto the lawns and just have it going towards, uh, those hard paved surfaces. So really, really cool, uh, product there. And of course, the 100 means it stands for, uh, um, you know, it holds a hundred pounds of salt, uh, to go out and, uh, do that at a time. So that was cool. Uh, the next product that they had out, uh, was one that was getting a lot of buzz, and this was a new string trimmer. Uh, and I believe it was called the, um, SRM 2320T, uh, model. So this is a entry level professional, um, string trimmer, uh, very lightweight. I think it comes in at 12.2 pounds. Uh, is very much like, uh, the classic SRM 225 that a lot of guys love because of, you know, how lightweight they are. Um, you know, a lot of guys uh, just, you know, that is their, uh, tried and tested, uh, you know, machine of choice, uh, because of how lightweight and comfortable it is to use. So this next guy is a step up from that model. Basically, um, it's got a larger fuel tank. Um, it's got, uh, dual stage uh, air filtration much like the uh, you know x series line of trimmers um, it also has a two to one gear ratio in the trimmer head so you get um, from the specs 28 percent more torque over the uh, 225 model trimmer Um, so you know very similar in terms of weight and stuff but you can really feel that extra power I was uh, demoing it uh, the next day on uh, some overgrown lawn that they had uh, let uh, purposely sort of go unchecked there and uh, you know I was uh, trimming with it I was edging uh, the lawn with it and you could really feel that power it's still obviously not as powerful as say um, the 2620T or the regular 2620 um, but uh, you know, more than enough power for weekly, uh, regular lawn maintenance. Um, you could really feel that torque. I was actually really impressed with it, but the big thing there was it had that really lightweight. It was so much, uh, lighter, uh, than those, uh, other two models. So, uh, you know, a noticeable difference when you're holding it with the same, you know, very comfortable rubber grips and everything that uh, we're familiar with the Echo. So, uh, and then the big standout feature, uh, with this particular unit, uh, was that it's coming in with an MSRP of $249.99 US. So that was blowing people away that, uh, you know, that was the, the price point for this unit. Uh, a lot of guys talking about you know, uh, having it for crews and stuff like that. And, you know, even if it only, uh, you know, if they could get, you know, one or two seasons out of it, uh, you know, that would more than, um, you know, uh, get their money out of it, uh, having it at that price point. And they could then uh, turn around and replace them more often and have shiny new equipment uh, versus buying, you know, uh, the much more expensive units and, and having to stretch those out. Uh, so it'll be very, very interesting. Uh, like I said, lots of buzz around that particular unit Uh, seemed to be one of the fan favorites there uh, at the event Uh, so next up they were uh, also getting into some new categories Uh, so one of them being the generator category so they had uh, i believe four or five uh, new generators uh coming out um with uh, one of them being sort of, uh, I guess, your traditional sort of construction style generator. But then they had three um, inverter style generators. So inverter generators are, um, for those that don't know, they are um, uh, use inverter technology. Uh, it makes them way uh, quieter to run. Uh, and also, and makes them safe to have uh, sensitive electronics like your computers uh, cell phones um, that sort of stuff plugged into without a worry of uh, any spikes with a, a traditional generator uh, the power is just coming right off of uh, you know the generator unit and it, you know when the engine is changing and different rpms and things like that and it's ramping down and ramping up um, you know it can there can be little spikes in, in the electricity that can harm uh, sensitive electronics but with an inverter generator generator because it all goes through uh, sort of that inverter uh, first. Basically, the engine is running and uh, generating 12 volts of electricity. And then um, that 12 volts is going into an an inverter generator, which is then converting that to uh, your 125 volts. Uh, and that keeps it uh uh you know a very stable power source so that there's no issues uh whether uh you know that um engine RPM is changing and stuff, uh, the electricity is always stable. Uh, So, uh, you know, uh, totally safe for laptops and cell phones and sensitive electronics and stuff. And then, of course, the benefit of it being very, very quiet. Most inverter generators, uh, you can have running and have, uh, you know, a conversation with another person uh, standing right beside them. Uh, They're that quiet. Uh, So, absolutely awesome to see uh, Echo getting into that. Now, the cool thing is, on their two, uh, higher level inverter generator. So they had a a smaller inverter generator, I think was about, um, 1800 Watts or so peak. Um, so that one is sort of your basic, um, you know, inverter generator, but then the next step up, which was, I think like 20 something, you know, in the 2000, uh, Watts area, um, that one and the, the 4,000 watt model, uh, above it, both had Bluetooth technology built in, uh, and you can download an app for your Android or iOS device that pairs up with these two inverter generators. And basically, uh, these let you see, uh, how much they've got, uh, a sensor in the fuel tanks. Uh, it tells you how much gas is left, um, in the tank, like how much runtime you have left on the machine, uh, in terms of hours or minutes left, uh, on the, you know, fuel that's available there it tells you how many watts are being pulled, uh, from the generator unit. Um, and, uh, also gives you some other, uh, really cool features as well. Um, like telling, uh, it allows you, uh, for example, the ability to shut off, uh, the generator. So, uh, get this, like if you're, say in a windstorm, uh, we get those uh, here quite a bit here coming in the, you know, November, December, uh, and, uh, you know, you'll get trees falling and hitting power lines and then the power goes out. Well, with these, uh, inverter generators, you know, you could have them running, uh, you know, supplying power to your essential, uh, you know, appliances and things in your house and, uh, you know, if it's time to go to bed and you know, it's nasty out there rather than, you know, having to put on your boots and your coat and all that stuff to go outside to turn the generator off. Well, you can just turn on the app and hit the, the little button on your phone and it turns the generator off, uh, outside. So it saves you from going out in the cold and the rain and all that sort of stuff to turn the generator off when you're not going to be uh, running it. Also, if there's a trip, uh, like, um, you know, a lot of times with generators, they'll have, um, you know, a power trip or something like that. If you're, uh, trying to pull too many, uh, uh, too much electricity off of uh, the unit and you overload it, um, you know, the little trip reset button on the generator will, uh, pop and, uh, you know, the engine's still running, but you have to actually go out to the generator and hit that reset button. Well, this was another feature of the app that you could actually reset the trip button from the app. So you didn't have to go out uh, to uh, reset it. You could just hit the little uh, button in the app and it'll reset uh, the uh, trip uh, reset button and, uh, you know, it'll start generating power again. So just some really cool features there uh, with their uh, new generator uh, lineup. Now next uh in their uh line of products is uh they had five new um I think it was five, it might have been six, five or five or six new um pressure washers uh coming to the market. So they basically had um from what I remember Uh, They had a one stand-up sort of electric pressure washer. It was uh, 1,800 watts, came with a 20-foot hose on it. Uh, A lot of uh, excitement about this particular unit, I would say. Um, A bunch of the guys you'll hear if you will watch that video uh, mentioned uh, that pressure washer as well, Um, so a lot of excitement around that unit. Uh, But it's one of those sort of stand up uh, electric pressure washers with the wheels and the hose reel and everything on it. Uh, So a lot of guys excited about that. Um, So that'll be uh, really cool. I know for myself, I like to use electric pressure washers for cleaning my own equipment uh, at home because, you know, I'm in a tight neighborhood in the city you know firing up a gas generator can really uh you know uh, take off your neighbors <laughs> at times i remember uh, even pressure washing my own house in the summer uh and it was like the only time uh, i ever bring out my gas generators, like once a year and uh you know when i was finally done washing the house you know i could hear over the bushes somebody going finally like uh, you know the noises stopped and stuff uh and uh so yeah i'm really sensitive to that and i can understand it nobody wants to have their weekend and be listening to you know a thirteen horse engine going on for like an hour hour and a half. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I try to use uh, the electric pressure washer for as much as possible. Uh, and I've got just a little 1200 watt little electric pressure washer. Uh, so I'm excited about this uh, 1800 watt uh, one as well. Uh, but then we get into the gas models and they had a bunch of uh different gas models ranging from sort of the smaller homeowner style gas pressure washers all the way to a 4000 watt um, or sorry, 4000 PSI uh, gas generator that was powered by a 13 horse equivalent, um, Honda engine. So it was, uh, a genuine Honda engine. Uh, and what I mean by 13 horse equivalent is that, uh, basically it it told you the size in CCs and stuff. Um, it didn't say the horsepower. Uh, but when I asked them about it, they said, yeah, they, it's, uh, uh, they think it's the, um, uh, what's uh, considered the 13 horse Honda. Uh, but they said, uh, you know, they've seen it anywhere from 11 to 13 horse. Uh, but, uh, just from the looks of it, I knew what it was right away because I do have a large, uh, gas generator that has the 13 horsepower Honda on it. And, uh, that was the engine. I recognized it right off the bat. As soon as I saw it, uh, the gas tank and everything like that, I knew it was that big boy, uh, for a gas generator and being 4,000 PSI. Of course, so the difference, uh, of course, now the other, uh, models of gas engine, um, were not Hondas, they were, uh, echo engines, uh, that they had, um, subbed out and made to their specs, uh, from an engine manufacturer, uh, running those models. Um, but, uh, you know, with a lot of great features to make them reliable, uh, and of course they had, uh, the difference between, um, you know, their commercial versions and the residential versions was of course the pumps as well. Uh, so... Um, you know with uh, residential versions uh, not quite commercial pumps on them um, but uh, of course being you know a homeowner like uh, you know if I take myself for an example uh, you know washing my house once a year say um, then you know totally fine it'll give a homeowner years and years of use uh, but with a commercial Uh, the commercial pump had a triplex pump, uh, on it. Uh, so absolutely, you know, 100% commercial made for day in and day out usage. You're going to get a lot more, uh, life out of that, uh, in a commercial, um, you know, uh, scenario versus uh, your average homeowner uh so you know that's why they had that and they had it paired with the honda engine a lot of guys like the honda engines for power washers uh so they just uh, went uh, full out with that particular model um came with a 50 foot um hose it has all of the uh, professional style quick uh, release um connections on it that you see on every professional power washer uh so you can uh, you know attach your hose you can change your hose if you need to um you can add accessories to it like those big you know uh you know for my at least i've got the big 18 foot extension pole to get for house washing and also uh, to do gutters and things like that i've got uh, that sort of whirly wig thing uh whirly, you know that the large surface area cleaner i think they're called the big round things i call them a whirly wig i'm not sure why but Um, the large surface cleaners um, you know you can attach all of those different accessories I've got a water broom and things like that and they all use that quick connect connector that very uh, you know standard in the industry connector so these New pressure washers all have that uh you know very uh standard connector on them, so that makes it uh pretty awesome, of course, paired up with that triplex pump and the Honda engine. Uh, I think this uh echo will be an absolute uh winner uh coming in you know at four thousand PSI, uh just an absolute beast um so uh yeah absolutely uh awesome machine there uh so that rounded up what they had at the actual event indoors. Uh, but they had, um, one more surprise for us, uh, to take a look at, uh, when we, uh, got there the next day and that was their new robotic mowers. Uh, so we went to go look at them and, um, with this, they were tapping in, of course, you know, we've all seen the steel, um, I think it's called the IMO, uh, robotic mower and Husqvarna, of course, has been in the game for a long time. I think they're probably, uh, one of the leaders for robotic mowers, um, uh, you know, for the homeowner, uh, type thing. Uh, so these were, um, you know, robotic echoes, robotic mowers, uh, on steroids. These were, um, you know, 42 inch wide robotic mowers uh so these are not really meant for your average homeowner these are really meant for large acreages of course a homeowner uh, could of course invest in one of these if you've got large open uh, areas to mow Uh and according to the stats these can mow up to six acres a day of lawn and of course, with uh, robotic mowers, as a lot of you guys who may have seen them before know that these are always out mowing. So, you know, there's no stripes. There's, you know, none of that, of course, in that sort of technology, um, but you know, there, what you do get is an always, uh, cut looking lawn. Um, and of course, you know, they're not going to do edging and things like that. Uh, you still have to go out and do that and, and pick up sticks and debris and leaves and stuff like that. But as far as the lawn cutting goes, You can see tons and tons of applications and where Echo was aiming with this is really that commercial market, uh, because it's untapped. Uh, so they're really looking at that. So a 42 inch uh, mower, and then they also had a twin to it and it was a, you know, they, they looked identical, but one was the mower and one was a range ball, um, Collector basically for golf, uh, uh, you know, driving ranges. So, you know, we've seen the traditional, uh, you know, you always see, uh, driving ranges where you're shooting balls and, uh, the poor uh, high school kid uh, after schools driving around in the little uh wagon, uh, all caged up, uh, trying to, uh, you know, collect all the balls and, uh, everybody's aiming at the, the guy in there. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, sort of the, the fun thing to do when you're at a a golf range and, uh, they send some poor kid out there to go collect the balls. So they've got a robotic version now that will just go out there all the time. Now, the neat thing is they said, you know, when you're, you can go out there and, uh you know, collect the balls and stuff. But when it comes to mowing the range, it has to be done, you know, after hours. Uh, so when it's shut down, they can go out and, uh, mow. Uh, but with this, having that robotic mower, it can be actually out there mowing, say a, a driving range, uh, all day long with no need to shut down. You can have all the patrons going out there shooting balls at it and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's gotten very uh, tough, uh, impact resistant uh, plastic body on it. Uh, you know, and literally it'll just go out there and be mowing and mowing and you have no downtime for your, uh, golf, uh, you know, driving range. And then, you know, they work in tandem, uh, in the respect that you can, you know, have the one mowing. And then when it's, you know, it comes back and it's sitting there charging, you know, the other one can go out and, uh, collect balls. Uh, and this one was a really neat design too, cause it would go out there and I thought, okay, well, that's cool. Like it'll collect balls. And then, you know, you still got to have sort of human interaction to empty the balls and stuff. But no, they had this all figured out. This unit will go out there, uh, it scoops up the balls, uh, and it will um, then, you know, go over sort of a predetermined station. Um to charge and but what it does is it's got the sensor on it that senses when it's full of balls uh, and then it'll return back to its charging station and the charging station what they do is they build it over a grid so the unit drives up over it and once it's at that station it triggers the sort of collection um basket that's in there to collect all the balls it tilts up and it pours all the balls out and because it's parked over this grid all the balls fall down through the ground into this grid and it's basically like a tr- a water trough that also washes all the balls so all the balls that got collected fall through the grid into the ground uh, fall into this trough they get washed and then sent through um, like a dryer thing and then it automatically goes up, uh, to the ball dispensing machines. So a completely automated, uh, system that Echoes developed here, uh, for golf ranges. Now that reminds me as well, uh, with, uh, the actual mower version that they had this attachment for it, uh, which is what made it really cool was they had this attachment for it, uh, to be able to mow, uh, the driving range. So basically, um, you know, under, the underneath of the unit, it had a bunch of discs, uh, that had little blades that would uh, go around to cut. And if you, you were just mowing a regular, uh, open lawn, um, you know, that would be the end of it. You could have, uh, you know, mowing like that, but then they had these other discs that basically had, um, these little indentations all the way around, and they would attach to those, uh, blade cutting discs. And they were a bit, uh, bigger, so what what happens is and this is the brilliance of it, and why um you know it works in that driving range uh sort of uh scenario because with this attachment on that mower, it basically allows you to mow the lawn while the lawn is covered in golf balls without damaging the mower. And that's where, you know, there's a difference between, uh, this and the old style where you would have to go, uh, you know, can only do it after hours because you'd have to make sure all the balls are cleaned up first before you could put a traditional mower, uh, on, uh, you know, the driving range. So with this, it doesn't matter if the range is covered in balls, because basically with that other disc, it, um, you know, uh, you put that little, Protector disc underneath. It's bigger than the cutting disc, but it has all those indentations to let the lawn come through, uh, to the cutting, um, you know, blades. But, um, it's those indentations aren't big enough for golf balls. So the golf balls just get, uh, sort of pushed out of the way, um, away from the blades. The blades are always protected underneath that where the grass or it's kind of like having, um, think of having a comb, um, basically around, uh, sticking out around the perimeter, uh, of where your blades would be. So the grass gets to sort of come in through the comb, um, and it still gets cut, but a ball would hit the tips of the uh, comb and would just roll off the sides uh, and be pushed out of the way. So just absolutely awesome. So this machine can be out there cutting a, say a golf driving range and uh, have no issue. So that was totally fascinating uh, to see uh, that and absolutely a brand new market that nobody's in It's absolutely wide open for Echo uh, to uh, get into. And uh, they showed a promo video of uh, some really high-end golf courses in Europe uh, already uh, using these two machines and have absolutely uh, changed the way uh, they have their business. They can have the driving range portion, uh, you know, going, you know, all day long with no downtime or anything uh, for uh, the maintenance of the uh, lawns in the driving range. So then, of course, uh, they talked about some examples of other things where like say uh, some pro teams and pro stadiums were inquiring already about these uh, robotic mowers Uh, because of course like I said it can do up to six acres a day Uh, and they talked about an example where you know during the season of you know a professional sports team going out and mowing that you know this uh, particular team was was saying you know they would still have uh, people mowing the lawn and laying the stripes and stuff during the actual season but then you know you have like six months of off season and rather than having you know people having to go out there and mow uh to keep the the lawn and turf um you know the field playing field in in top shape they could have this robotic mower because it's capable of doing up to six acres a day uh just maintaining uh you know the playing field uh the rest of the year when it doesn't matter if it has stripes or uh things for aesthetic sort of um you know the tv viewing audience and stuff uh that uh, it would just maintain it and give it that you know always nicely cut look and all that and they talked about how because it's not collecting clippings because it's always mowing it's mowing All day long, every day, Um, you know, and being battery operated, they're whisper quiet. uh, So there's no noise or anything. But, you know, these machines are always cutting. So they're cutting a fraction, just like a, you know, uh, basically the tiniest of clippings coming off of it. And that's increasing uh, the fertilizer, um, you know, a natural fertilizer that's going into that lawn. Cause of course we all know that, uh, you know, mulching lawns and stuff is probably the healthiest thing that you can do for a lawn. But the biggest issue is, um, you know, clumps and things like that. Well, if these things are mowing, you know, think about yourself. If you were to take a mower, a mulching mower and basically mow your lawn every day, um, the benefits, you know, you wouldn't see any clippings ever, uh, because you're, mowing every single day, Um, yet you're returning those nutrients. And because they're so small, the clippings, they break down super easy. It's always going to give you that clean look and yet you're getting all the benefits of all those nutrients returning back. So they showed photos of, uh, you know, lawns and stuff that, uh, you know, had been traditionally mowed uh, versus ones and, and ones going into the summertime um, where, you know, the lawn would traditionally start to turn brown and stuff. And we're using these uh, robotic mowers because it was always mulching and all that. The lawn was a lot healthier. It was staying greener um, throughout the summer uh, because of just having just those better conditions of having it always being. Uh, you know, fertile soil and stuff from uh, being mulching. So a lot of different benefits uh from these uh, robotic mowers. It was just really cool to see. If you go to that video... Towards the end of the video, you'll see the two uh, machines that I'm talking about. They're like these big gray uh, robotic mowers. They look like, you know, kind of like the robotic mowers you would see, just massive, right? Because they're 42 inches wide. And you'll see the first one kind of uh, moving around. And then I pan the camera over and you see the ball range collector one uh, with its sort of lid up. So you can see all the spools where the balls get picked up onto. Uh, and they turn and then they drop them into uh, a sort of wire basket that's in the front of the machine. Uh, but yeah, you could check that uh, video out as well um, and, uh you know, see for yourself. But just absolutely uh really neat to see that. Of course, they had some cool uh, little events and things, uh, some fun things to do while we were there, besides obviously trying out uh, all of the equipment, getting your hands on it. Uh, the other cool thing was they had the actual product managers of every uh, class of equipment. So the, you know, the product manager in charge of the uh, generators and the one in charge of the fertilizer spreaders and the backpack blowers and the hedge trimmers and, and all that. And, and it was really cool to be able to, um, you know, talk to them uh, you know, and get sort of their, uh, you know, what's the saying, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, uh, what these products were all about. And of course I couldn't, uh, you know, it was just way too much footage to add to that uh, video. So what I'm going to do is, uh, you know, I just, uh, the video I think is about 16 minutes long. Uh, the one I put out about the Echo, um, 20 for 20 event. Uh, so that'll give you sort of, uh, idea of what the event was like, what it was all about, uh, you know, getting the first initial reactions from, uh, you know, 10 of those uh, UAG members, uh, and a little bit of, uh, you know, playing around with some equipment and seeing that robotic mower and stuff like that. But what I'll do is uh, in the coming weeks and months throughout the, you know, in the winter and stuff, I'll do some more videos on those specific uh, products. Uh, and uh where basically, I'll just put out, you know, a video just on, say, the string trimmer and just on the fertilizer spreader, just on, you know, the blowers and stuff like that. And uh, have basically, uh, you know, just, you know, you can hear right from the product manager there. Uh, explaining all the features and benefits of these particular, uh, you know, each of these units. And I'll have them as uh, separate videos that are more um, easily consumable uh, for you guys than one big, huge, long video. Uh, And basically then if you're interested in one or the other, you can just go to that one video and see that sort of stuff. So keep uh, stay tuned to the channel if you're interested in any of that stuff. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success uh, YouTube channel. So like I mentioned, of course, um, you know, they had uh, some little you know, fun events too. They had um, a bunch of uh, little buckets set up in a row and using their uh, electric blower with some tennis balls, put them into the blower and blowing the tennis balls out, um, showing sort of the power of the blower and trying to get it into the different buckets. Uh, so that was uh, fun. They had um, these little art canvases um, made up that were like Uh, maybe um, three inches by three inches or four inches by four inches or so. And they had them inside an open box and you could hang a canvas there. And they had a a string trimmer with an aftermarket uh, four string sort of uh, head on it uh, and different colors of paint in buckets that you could dip the head into and then put it in that box to uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, catch any overspray of paint and then paint your canvas with different colors, uh, sort of uh, you know like splatter paint art. So that was kind of fun too. They had a echo um, 8010 Apple cannon. So basically they had a blower mounted to a large sort of uh, you know long maybe 15 foot uh, uh, PVC pipe with a uh, inlet on the top, an elbow that you could drop an apple into. And, uh, basically you could, uh, tilt uh, this unit and they had a big, um, uh, bullseye against the building, uh, and, uh, you could, uh, you know, aim and try to aim the blower and then, uh, drop an apple and see, uh, you know, and basically fire it like a cannon and try to get a bullseye. And then the other cool little, uh, fun thing that they had, uh, was they had a, uh, station with their big, uh, you know, uh, bad boy, new pressure washer, the 4,000 PSI unit <clears throat> and a uh, crate full of pumpkins and you could carve a pumpkin using a pressure washer. So that was a fun little, uh, thing too. lots of guys having a lot of fun with that and having some really good success, actually, uh, some pretty, uh, fun. So you can see that in the video too, uh, a little bit towards the end, uh, I've got, um, some of that uh pressure washer pumpkin carving uh and I think I p- I put that video as well on my Instagram uh, that little clip uh, as well so uh just some fun things uh and then of course uh you know the they their hospitality echo was uh, very fantastic um, I was actually really, I mentioned this to one of the managers and to, um, you know, a couple of the, uh, uh the girls that were uh, organizing it as well. And, uh, I was just, uh, just amazed and just giving them compliments on how well they did for, uh, you know, a very first ever media event that it was just, uh, just really well put on really well organized. Uh, so I really want to thank Echo for uh, inviting me, uh, again to Chicago, um, for this media event. It was absolutely fantastic to be a part of, uh, to get to explore that, you know, they had, uh, right from the beginning, uh, from, uh, you know, flights to ground transportation to hotels, uh, to little gift bags for us, um, to, you know, the House of Blues, uh, full, you know, buffet dinner, um, and all of that, as well as, um, you know, going to, uh, the Lake Zurich to their uh, headquarters, um, you know, and then having, um, lunch for us, uh, you know, as well as obviously, you know, coffee and donuts and breakfast, that sort of uh, stuff. But then having lunch, they had a full like a uh, uh, pizza truck there in the parking lot while we were demoing stuff. It was cooking up a uh, fresh um, deep dish Chicago style pizza uh, there for us. They had a taco truck. there doing doing um, fresh tacos with all the, uh, you know, sides and toppings and stuff that you'd want. They had another little stand there with desserts, candy, apples and cookies and, uh, coffee and hot cocoa and all this stuff. Uh, it was just absolutely, uh, you know, fantastic, really well done. Uh, and just, uh, you know, um, absolutely, um, a great time. And, uh, I was, uh, uh, really, um, happy and excited to be a part of it and honored to be, uh, you know, invited to, uh, the event. So, very, very cool. Looking forward to uh, GIE, of course, coming up next in a couple weeks. Uh, basically, for me, I've got this uh upcoming week here uh, to do uh, mowing. And then uh, because, of course, of uh, where I am here on the West Coast, uh, I won't be able to uh, do any mowing for next week. Uh, basically, uh, here we have Canadian Thanksgiving uh, is happening uh, on Monday and uh my family has plans and stuff so um you know i'll be uh, doing the canadian thanksgiving uh here for next week and then i have to leave tuesday uh morning to get to gie so it's going to basically be a full day of travel for me on tuesday uh to get to kentucky Um, I fly from Vancouver to Chicago and then Chicago to, uh, Kentucky, uh, and basically arrive in Kentucky late, uh, in the evening. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, very, very late. Uh, and then of course GIE is, um, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, so I'll be, you know, at GIE the whole day, of course. And then the, um, you know, mega caverns, I'll be there for sure. Uh, And, uh, you know, all of the uh, other events that are happening, the 4th Street Live uh, concerts and things like that, I'll uh, partake in those uh, and uh, just try to see and do. I don't really have a plan right now uh, being my first year. um, So I'll probably be pretty lost just walking around and just trying to take in as much as I can take in and film as much as I can film uh, and just uh, really soak it all in. uh, So I don't really have plans uh, for anything. I didn't commit to anything. I've been asked by a couple of, um, companies to uh, do certain things, Uh, but um, I uh, didn't um, uh, confirm anything because being my first year, I just don't know uh, what uh, I want to do. I just want to sort of take it in and then, uh, you know, maybe for next year, might do some stuff. But for uh, this year, I just wanted to uh, walk around and just uh, see and enjoy all that is GIE. And of course, uh, you know, if you head on over to the Echo booth there, they will have all of these new products for you to uh, get your hands on yourself to check out uh, and to try out and uh, see uh, you know exactly what uh, all of the buzz of uh, you know the uh, 24 2020 event uh, was all about so uh, that's it for this one guys here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business bye for now